0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tiwi Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site Tiwi Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited about this week's brand new episode because I'm chatting with Taylor De La Fuente all about marketing and sales funnels. Taylor explains what exactly is a sales funnel, what is a marketing funnel, and what's the difference between the two of them. She also shares how we, as wedding photographers, can use this in our small businesses. A little bit about Taylor is that she's an award-winning writer, inclusive language educator, and the owner of Lemon Tree Editorial. As a copywriter serving the wedding industry, Taylor writes persuasive and personality-packed websites, brochures, and other marketing materials for wedding pros who want to woo and serve the prospective couples. I'm so happy that she's here, and I know you're going to love today's show. Also, before we start today's show, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question. Are you feeling stuck in your business and thinking about working with a coach? I'd love to help. Each month, I offer one-on-one coaching sessions for wedding photographers to tackle whatever is overwhelming you. Whether it's help with your website, your social media and marketing strategy, to the ins and outs of running your own small business, I can help you take the overwhelm out of your everyday and help you focus on your next steps to achieving your goals. If you're just starting out or a few years in and looking for a coach to help guide you in the right direction and help keep you accountable, let's chat. Visit www.teawitjanae.com and click on the work with me button in the menu to find out more and schedule your discovery chat today. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Taylor, can you say hi to everyone? Hi, thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. So excited to have you here. I can't wait to uh, to dive into our topic and talk about marketing and sales funnels. I'm so excited to uh, pick your brain. <laughs> but mm-hmm. before we get started, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your
1: company, and how you got started? Absolutely. So, my name is Taylor De La Fuente, and my business is Lemon Tree Editorial. I am a copywriter, which means I am a professional sales, uh, marketing, and sales writer for wedding pros. I only work in the wedding industry. So, obviously, wedding photographers like you and your listeners, but also um, anybody else, planners, DJs, florists, caterers, anybody who serves a couple on their happy day, I work with them to help them sell their services to couples. Um, I've had my business about almost four years. And um, I've always been a professional writer and worked. I worked in journalism for a long time. I've worked in marketing. I've worked in SEO. And I kind of put all of those skills together to start my own business. So now this is what I do full-time. Oh, that's awesome. How
0: did you get the idea to, to go specifically into weddings?
1: Yeah. So I worked with a career coach back when I was still working a corporate job and super unhappy. And one of the exercises that she and I worked on together was writing down a literal list on a piece of paper of jobs that I've ha- I have had had, projects I had worked on, including my uh, perpetual freelance sort of side hustle and all of those things. And I looked for what made me happy, what didn't make me happy. And uh, by looking at that list and having it on a literal piece of paper, I was able to see like, oh, pretty much all of my favorite projects involved the wedding industry or events in general. And from there, I was able to figure out why Um, for me, it's really important to be, uh, in a in a creative environment, I come from a family of artists, and writing is definitely an art in and of itself. And I really need that constant like creativity from the work that I'm doing, including the clients who I work with. So that's a piece of it for me. Some of it is to be um, challenged regularly in work. So I have a very quick timeline as part of my process. And to me, it's like an adrenaline rush that is really important to being able to produce good work. And then also, there's enough consistency in just working in one industry. I get to know enough about like super niche things that maybe somebody else wouldn't know. Um, but then also, there's enough variety between all the different wedding pros that I can stay like fresh and interested in every project changes. So yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that you've niched down
0: and really focused in one area. And, you know, it's a very busy area. So <laughs> there's a lot of people it is. need help. And there are a lot of people who need copywriting. Um, so I'm so excited you're here. So today we're going to talk about um, marketing and sales funnels. And I think it's such a great topic. I definitely love marketing and talking about all this. So for people who are listening and even, even myself, you know, can you explain what a sales funnel is?
1: Absolutely. So marketing funnels and sales funnels, sometimes when people talk about them, they'll actually be talking about the same thing. And nine times out of 10, what they're talking about is a marketing funnel. However, there are actually two different kinds of funnels, a marketing funnel and a sales funnel, and they are two separate things. So um, I know the funnel is potentially confusing, but think of a, a funnel that you would have in your kitchen. It's like an upside down triangle where it's bigger at the top and smaller at the bottom. The pointy end is at the bottom. Um, so when I say funnel, I'm talking about that shape. It's bigger at the top, smaller at the bottom. So in the case of a marketing funnel, it is how you are attracting leads. That's a potential a potential client. And then move them down to become more and more interested in working with you. So that way they go through the bottom of the funnel and actually purchase with you. And then on the flip side, there is the sales funnel, which is, again, if you think about that triangle shape, now um, the sales funnel is bigger at the bottom and smaller at the top. So if you stack the two of them together, the pointy end should meet in the middle and it almost looks like an hourglass shape. So we've got larger at the top. That's where the leads are entering your funnel. There's fewer and fewer leads as they get further down the funnel at the pointy end is when somebody actually buys with you purchases. And then they go into the sales funnel, which gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So I I hope that visual helps. Yeah. I would
0: say that's a really good way to explain it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's all these different parts of like a sales funnel and a marketing funnel. And, you know, I think, Maybe you could just explain the difference, like what is in a marketing funnel and what is in a sales funnel?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So marketing funnel, again, is how you're the process that a potential customer is going through to learn about your business, become aware of it become more interested in working with you. Now they potentially have an intent of working with you and then they take action of working with you. So there's different phases, awareness at the top, then down to interest, then intent and then action. The action is, of course, uh, purchasing with you. Mm-hmm. And then the sales funnel is how do you, once you have sold to someone, how do you make them a fan of your your brand and your business? And so how can you support them After the actual event has taken place. So in this case, if you're a wedding photographer, once you have photographed their wedding, how do you continue supporting that couple and potentially working with them um, and making sure that they have a great experience even after they are done working with you? And so that gets broader and broader and broader the farther away you get from working with them. But Um, This the sales funnel is something that people often forget. Like marketing, there's a million and one marketing experts out there and they talk about marketing all the time. Um, And that's great because we want business to come in your door. But I find that a lot of times people forget about, oh yeah, now that I sold somebody and I got them to sign the contract and work with me, like... now now what do I do? In some some cases, people just sort of like let that part of the process go and you're leaving a real opportunity for easy money. I'm talking about repeat customers or referrals on the table if you forget about that sales funnel at the bottom of this hourglass shape.
0: Yeah. It's just as important. And I think it's so great that we're talking about that because I I agree. A lot of people drop off or they forget about it. They're like, all right, I got the sale but they don't think about the future of the sale. Right. Cause that sale, exactly. I mean, I have clients coming back to me, oh gosh, five, six, eight years later, you know, because uh-huh. of my sales funnel and that, you know, I think is just something people learn over time yep, for sure. Exactly. So what, so why are these important for small businesses? You know, how can they help you in your business overall?
1: Yeah. So I, I talk about this a lot with my clients, um, because, Everybody like you started your business, Janae, because you love photography. You love being you're an artist, you love taking photos, you love capturing memories. But I'm sure that you and definitely some of your listeners didn't really realize when you said, Okay, I'm going to go be a wedding photographer, that there's this whole other half of what does that mean, which is the business half. You have to run a business. So you could, of course, work for somebody else. But if you work for yourself, not only are you responsible for providing a product, but you're also responsible for the marketing, which is getting the people in the door, the sales, which is you know once they're in the door how are you providing that product and then any kind of customer support that's coming after the fact finance legal like all there's all of these things that you do and so um again like marketing and sales are a huge piece of that because that's the thing that's the fuel in the engine that is your business it's the thing that keeps you going is having couples come and hire you and having that money come in the door so if you understand how a marketing and a sales funnel works and you can put them into place in your own business, they will do some of the hard work for you. It will make your process of marketing and sales easier. And more importantly, the sales funnel piece of it is making it sustainable where it will keep serving you. Like you just said, Janae, you have people coming back to you for repeat business. You have referrals from them. That's making your life easier or as I like to say, working smarter, not harder.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I mean... Yeah, this is it's so important. And you know, now that we know, you know, what is the sales funnel and what the difference is between a marketing and a sales funnel, you know, how do we actually start using this or incorporating this into our own businesses?
1: Yeah, great question. Okay, so again, marketing funnel bigger at the top, smaller at the bottom, like an upside down triangle, awareness, interest, intent, and action as you move down. So there's different pieces of the marketing funnel. And I always like to start with the marketing funnel because again, you need some business coming in the door. And once the business comes in the door, you get some sales, then you can start working on the sales funnel, which the phases for that are at the, that's a regular direction triangle where it's bigger at the bottom, smaller at the top, that's support and then loyalty and then advocacy. So we'll pause on sales funnels and just talk about marketing. So on the marketing front, the The reason that people use the funnel concept, this triangle shape, is because you're trying to attract as many eyeballs as you can on your business at the top. That's why it's bigger at the top. It represents the number of people, the number of couples in um, potentially aware of your business. So that would be where something like social media or maybe advertising like Facebook ads or Google ads would show up Is the top of the sales funnel. Nobody has ever heard of you before, but they were following. following hashtag Dallas wedding photographer, and they saw your work and now they're following you. Great. So that would be where something like social media or again, ads are. At that point, once somebody is aware of you, it's your job to try and show them more and more how... How you approach your work, maybe why somebody would be interested in working with you and move them down the funnel. Um, And so the funnel gets smaller. And that's because some people in this process of learning about you will leave. And that's okay. That's a really important part of the process. Not everybody in the world is going to end up being your client and hiring you. So we're trying to get rid of the people who aren't a good fit for a variety of reasons. Maybe they can't afford you. Maybe they don't live in your area. Maybe, um, They, I don't know, there's a million, there's a million reasons, but the point is you get less people as you move down. Um, So the middle of the sales funnel, this is the part that's probably the most flexible. Um, Just depending on everybody, you can create your own sales funnel and it can include whatever works for you. I don't appreciate anytime a marketing professional is like, you have to do everything you need Instagram and Pinterest and a podcast and a YouTube channel and all of this stuff you don't. Um, You choose what you want. So the middle of the funnel for you might be an email newsletter. It might be a YouTube channel. It might be a podcast. Um, So you can decide what is sort of in the middle of that funnel, but but what's the next step? If somebody followed you on social media, what do you want them to do next? Is it listen to your podcast? Okay, great. So then now you're trying to get people to listen to the podcast. And then uh, But at the bottom of the funnel, below that, somebody really has more of an intent of, okay, I need to hire a wedding photographer. And I think Janae might be the wedding photographer for me. They would be going to the bottom of the funnel, which is now your website. And then even below that is maybe setting up a sales call or having a consultation of some kind. So that's the bottom of the funnel. And then assuming that everything goes well, then they'll actually go through the funnel, the pointy end, which is purchasing with you. And now we're in the sales funnel. So we started with marketing. Do you have any questions before I move on to sales? No, Nope. I do all that. (laughs) Okay. Perfect.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's good, you know, to break it down and like, layman's terms, it's like social media, Pinterest ads, you know, being, act- I think also networking as part of that, you know, totally. having, having other photographers refer you, um, you know, keeping your options open. But I love how you said you don't want every client and people are going to leave. And that I'm like a big proponent of that. It's like, I really want to dwindle and weed out the people who are just kicking tires and shop price shopping. Like that's not my client. Mm-hmm. So when they get for me, when they get to the phone call, which is the end of my marketing funnel, I know that they're pretty much invested. So it's like eighty-five percent chance that yeah. it's going to go well. So you know, for me, I've really honed in on this and have several podcasts about that because it's really important. One, not to waste your time, and two, not to waste their time. Um, and then. It really gets that, you know, the ghosting factor goes away because you've already gotten rid of them. So I think it's it's so important. So yeah. So let's jump into the sales funnel. That's I love this one too.
1: Yeah. So now that we're on the bottom half of our hourglass shape, um, we somebody has actually purchased with you. And now that they have become a customer, of course, you wanna you want them to have a good experience. So you need to be continuing to focus on how can I deliver a good product and make sure they have a good service experience with me as a photographer. But then once that wedding day has passed, you've delivered the gallery. Now, now what happens? Um, I think, as I said before, this is where a lot of people make a mistake and they just sort of, it falls off. Nothing happened. There is no sales funnel, but you can work smarter and have some um, repeat business or referrals come your way through the sales funnel. So the first step at the top of this triangle is support. So typically what I mean by that is testimonial. Essentially, somebody just worked with you. They had a bomb experience. They loved it. And you provide an amazing service. And now they're like your biggest fan. But over time, as you get further and further away from that, you know, that experience of delivering your service, they're going to forget. So you're getting your most support in this moment. And that's the perfect time to ask somebody for a testimonial and for you to create a case study to go on your website or on, um, in a brochure or wherever you might put a, testi- um, excuse me, a case study. Um, and testimonials are a huge part of that. So you should absolutely be asking your couples for a testimonial after the wedding. I recommend around two weeks later, um, just because a lot of people go on honeymoons right after weddings. And even if they don't, they just spent a a year doing all of this work to prepare for this event. And then now they're a little bit tired and they kind of need a break. And um, I got married in 2020. And I was honestly shocked at the people who, like my vendors, who sent me an email the next day being like, great. Happy, you know. Glad you got married. Can you give me a testimonial now? Which I'm happy to do, but not the day after my wedding. Yeah. Totally. Um. So I would recommend waiting <laughs> two was, weeks. Yeah. People go on their honeymoons.
0: Like I, you wait till wait till they've come back and they're rested.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I do that for my own business. Like I work with wedding pros. I don't work with couples. Um. So it's not the same level of experience, but still like it's been a lot of work and the person's really excited to have uh, what I wrote for them. And, you know, let's, let's give people a little bit of a break, a little bit of breather. We don't want to wait too long. So again, two weeks is where I recommend. And if you use, um, a CRM like Dubsado or 17 hats or Honeybook, you can typically set up like a workflow where it'll automatically send two weeks after your, um, your project end date. It'll send this email asking for testimonial. So that's at the top of that support level. Then you want to transition people into brand loyalty. They're loyal to you. And this is typically where send um, like repeat customers come into play. So they really enjoyed working with you. And now it turns out that um, they need a photographer again. Maybe they bought a house and they want pictures of their spouse and their new home. Maybe they're having a baby. They want family photos or maternity photos done, whatever. But they're coming back to you saying, hey, can we work together again? Because I had such a good experience the last time. And then at the bottom of that funnel is Advocacy, which is your customer is actually taking the opportunity of working with you beyond just themselves and their own wallets and their own uh, circumstances, and they're recommending you to other people. So that's where referrals come into play. Um, so those are sort of the, the pieces of a sales funnel. And if you set that up correctly where people had such a good time working with you, they write you a testimonial, they consider coming back. Maybe you even have like an affiliate program or some kind of like a referral bonus set up in there in the funnel somewhere. They will end up referring people to you. And you kind of just set up your own little mini um, sales pipeline with every single couple who walks through your door, which is super amazing.
0: Yeah, and super smart. You know, I really think it's like a savvy business person that you know can stay in business for a really long time. And using these tools, this marketing funnel and a sales funnel to your advantage is really going to help set you apart for sure. So, Absolutely. so you mentioned set up a couple of times. So let's talk about that. Like, how long um, does it take to set up a sales funnel? You know, maybe from start to finish. Like your guesstimate. And, you know, should people work with a copywriter? Should they hire someone like you to help them with this?
1: Yeah. So let's pretend that you are a brand new business owner and you haven't started doing any of this stuff yet. Um, I would recommend starting at that. That middle of the hourglass where the purchase is happening, start from there and work up. So, figure out when somebody purchases from you, what does that process look like? Are they signing a contract? Are they paying a retainer? Blah, 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 all those pieces. But before that, so in your case, Janae, I know you mentioned like there's a consultation call. So, the thing that happens before the purchase is that call. So, what does that call look like? How long is it? What platform do you use it on? Okay, great. You've got that established. Now go up one level from there. Your website what does that look like? Is it compelling? Are we um, checking all the boxes on the pages that you need, the information that you're sharing, et cetera? And then work your way up to the top of the funnel. The reason that I recommend that, and most people do it the other way around. Most people, if you start a business, you'll just start doing, let's say, Instagram and marketing on social media, and then eventually you'll come around to your website. And as a copywriter who specializes in websites, I hear this and I see this all the time, but I highly recommend going the other way around. Start at the bottom of the funnel and work your way up because, um, first of all, your website is going to have the most copy or words on it. Um, and you can use the copy that you wrote on your website in the other pieces of your marketing. So make your life easier. That's the working smarter, not harder. Take <laughs> those pieces yeah. and move it up. You can copy and paste them and use them in different places. Um, and also because we we want to make sure that this whole moving down the funnel experience is consistent. So if somebody goes on your Instagram and they see all light and airy photos and you're talking about, you know, making memories and preserving people's memories and capturing their happy day. And then they subscribe to your email list and you don't really talk about that as much. And now that you're on they're on your website and you're not talking about that at all, um, they're gonna go like, wait, what the heck happened where I, I thought I was interested in this person and now they're not there anymore. It's kind of like dating marketing is kind of like dating. And I know we've all been on at least a date before, like, you <laughs> There's some things that you don't want to share too early. So some of it is that like, what do you share and when and how much? And some of it is like, you would probably be a little bit pissed off and maybe not interested in somebody anymore if you went on an amazing first or second date. But then by the time you got to date number three or four, you felt like you didn't know anything about them anymore. And all the things that you were interested aren't there anymore. And so we don't want to do that to your couples because they have a lot of options when it comes to hiring a wedding photographer. Totally. Yeah. No, I agree. Setting all that up in terms of timeline. That was your original question. I honestly don't know. I mean, in theory, if you were really focused and determined, you could set the whole thing up in a day, but in reality, it of course takes a lot longer than that. So my recommendation is don't worry about how long it takes start from the bottom and work up. Yeah. I love that. That's really good advice. So, you know, from your
0: experience, it sounds like you have a lot of clients and working in the wedding industry for the last four years and, you know, helping people with this process, you know, have, you know, how have sales funnels help, you know, wedding professionals woo their prospective clients? Like, do you have any uh,
1: success stories maybe that you can share? Yeah. Well, so I get clients again, as I mentioned, I'm a copywriter. I specialize in the wedding industry. Um, Most of my clients are hiring me to write their whole website from scratch. But I also offer something called a day rate, which is kind of like my catch-all service where you could hire me to work on something else. Like for example, in the sales funnel, maybe you've got a sales brochure or pricing brochure that you'd have me work on or like inquiry response emails or something. So I have worked on a wide variety of pieces for clients. And the website is the piece that again and again, I just get clients emailing me or texting me or DMing me saying, oh my gosh, I got you know a client to book me. And they we never even did a phone call. Like We just skipped that step because they loved my website so much that they just wanted to work with me right away as soon as I said I was available, they were like, great send me send me the bill and we'll pay it um, and that's <laughs> happened to me multiple times um, and it's happened to my clients multiple times which is super cool. So I mean that's proof right there that um, following those pieces like absolutely will work on the the support um, support loyalty and advocacy and the sales funnel piece of it. I'm less and less involved with that because that's more of a, a personal relationship between the, the the wedding pro and the couple.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: absolutely, like I think the number one thing I get asked on that end is like, how do I ask somebody for a testimonial? Mm-hmm. And so my advice for you is stop worrying about selling something to somebody and just worry about serving them. And that goes for marketing and sales. Stop focusing so much on the actual transaction and just focus on helping somebody and if you help them then they will they will want want your help and they will want other people to receive your help. They'll want to work with you again. They'll want other people to work with you again. So if you have that amazing experience and then you go to them and you say, you know what? I, I've done a really awesome job serving you. I hope that you would agree. And if you do agree, would you mind sharing your feedback in a testimonial? Here's a link to leave me a, a review on Google or wherever you prefer them. And people will absolutely do that. So if you think about how can I help somebody and then, you know, Sort of cashing in on on that on the sales funnel side of things. Once they've had a good experience, people are more than happy to say, "Absolutely, I loved working with you. I'll write you a review."
0: Yeah, totally. I find that most of my clients are like excited to do it, and they like. I mean, some of them I have to follow up a few times, but some of them do it before I even ask, and I'm always excited when that happens. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, yeah. thank you!" So you know yeah. they had a good experience. And they were so happy because for me as a wedding photographer, I'm like, they haven't even seen their pictures yet, and left me a fantastic review. So, you know, it's really, I love what you said. Don't focus on the selling, focus on the serving. And that really is a a great mindset and the mind shift for a lot of people, Um, just to come from a place of uh, abundance and, you know, you want to help people and that's why you're in this business. I mean, for me, when I started, it was like, I want to be part of people's happiest days, you know, I yeah. want to be part of their legacy and their family history. And that is not something I take lightly. I'm, it really holds true to my heart. So for me, it's yeah. just like, I can't wait to be with you on your wedding day and be and with your family. And then I'm part of the fam, you know, part of the family and I see them yeah. year for family sessions. Like I just had my family mini, so that's why, like, I'm like nostalgic. I just saw like eight of my past clients, and they have kids, and it was like no time had passed, and it's just, it's a wonderful experience, and that for me is part of my, you know, sales funnel is offering mini sessions, and then they have the opportunity to to work with me again in a a smaller capacity, but it's repeat clients, and like that is what I want because it's really easy. I already know them,
1: you know. great no repeat clients are gold referrals are gold because you're not doing any extra work it's somebody coming back to you so I love that and Janae when you were talking about that too don't forget that you can also this doesn't need to be about you 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 when we're talking about serving you can think about doing this same thing to support your fellow wedding vendors who you love so if you I'm sure you have um you know, wedding planners or venues or caterers or whomever in your area who you work with a lot. Maybe you even have a preferred vendor list, and these are the people on that list. But if you've worked with somebody, another professional before, and you love their work, then you can pay it forward and start working this sales funnel for them. Go write a testimonial for working with um, you know a menu that you love or a planner that you love and say I'm a wedding photographer I work I've worked at tons of venues and they're all great, but this one is my favorite and here's why or they do such a great job and here's why. And that's how you can add maybe another step to your sales funnel of getting referrals from other wedding bros. Um, And so if you, if you pay it forward and you focus on again, that serving and less on the selling, that's how you can potentially make it on somebody else's preferred vendor list and get recommendations from another vendor in your area. So, you know, try and try and do that too. have a little bit of empathy and think about, you know, it it feels really amazing when somebody writes me a review before I even ask for it. And I'm going to go do that for somebody else this time. Yeah. I love that Taylor. That's so good. I love that.
0: (laughs) So, uh, before we before we end our chat, I always love to give our audience um, tangible tips and and really actionable advice um, at the end of each show. So, I would love for you to share, you know, your three top takeaways for implementing um, these sorts of funnels, either a marketing or a sales funnel. Um, maybe you could just share with our listeners what maybe the three things they could they, they
1: should start with first. Absolutely. So. One thing I already said is start at that purchase point, the skinniest part of the hourglass. Um, Start there and work your way up the marketing funnel. So do your marketing funnel first and start from the bottom of the funnel to the top. So it's always going to have your website at the bottom of that funnel. So that's like in it in and of itself is tip number 1 is you need you need a website and you need you can build your other marketing pieces on top of that because your website is where people are going to go right before they purchase with you so it's truly the last stop it's your last chance to make a killer impression so you really really need to focus on that and i find that especially photographers not to you know dig on photographers but a lot of photographers are very focused on the visuals your work which i don't blame you that's what you are selling but um, if you focus on your website design and you don't pay attention to the words on the page, you're not going to make the sales because a pretty picture isn't enough. It needs to have more meaning behind it because this is a special day for people. So again, start, start there, work your way up. Um, and on the flip side, if you're going to do your sales funnel, start at the top, work your way down. So start with those testimonials. It's very easy. You set up an auto email email. For two weeks after the wedding, you write a template and there you go. Easy peasy. Give people the link for a a Google, you know, Google review or whatever you choose and, and you're done. And so tip number three would be, you know, consider... Hiring a copywriter. You had asked this earlier, Janae, and I didn't really answer. Apologies, but <laughs> I'm <okay>. going to be <laughs> I'm going to be the first person to tell you. And I am a copywriter, so I would benefit from telling you otherwise, but not every business It or let me rephrase. It is not always a good time to hire a copywriter in your business. You don't need to hire a copywriter for everything. I highly recommend that you do not hire a copywriter if you are within the first year or maybe even two years of your business um, because you need to know about yourself and your customers and what you're trying to portray in order to hire somebody like me to help you. So um, it would just be copywriting can be expensive and it definitely will do its job for you once you invest in somebody doing it professionally, because there's strategy and artistry mixed together. But if you're not giving somebody uh, the right pieces to work with, then it's not going to give you the results that you want. And that's a lot of money to waste on maybe the wrong ideal client or the wrong strategy or the wrong differentiator. So uh, my third actionable thing is just, you know, consider hiring a copywriter depending on where you are in your business journey and um, if you're getting a lot of people knocking on your door aka, like you got a lot of people in your marketing funnel, then but you're not actually getting them to purchase with you, then that is a really good sign that working with a copywriter is the next right step for you. but it isn't always. So consider it and think about it before moving forward with that. Yeah, Those are probably my top three.
0: I love that. No, those are super. I think that's so helpful. Thank you so much. And also, I don't know. I just made me think of it like people listening, like, oh, I'm I'm in my first two years and I don't know what to put on my website. Don't steal somebody else's copy. Oh <laughs> like, my God. Please do do yourself a favor. If you only can write two sentences, write them in your own words. Don't steal anybody else's. It's I've seen it happen and it's not pretty. So please do, yeah. don't do that. <laughs>
1: plagiarism is not good in any circumstance you would have gotten yelled at it for you know in school some a teacher would have yelled at you there is no teacher now yeah or expelled in college exactly (laughs) there is no teacher yelling at you now but you will pay the price um whether it's SEO um, on the the Google end of things, Google actually can tell if your content has been copied word for word from somebody else, and it will penalize you because it can tell that somebody else did it first. And so if somebody looked up um, a search phrase that maybe that first site is ranking for, your site, you would think, would show up, but actually it won't because Google is going to prioritize the the site that had it longer. So it's not going to pay off from an SEO perspective. It's not going to pay off from a couple perspective because you're going to get couples who are not a good fit for you because you're taking something from somebody else. So just just don't do it. Yes, don't do it. <laughs> reach out to taylor
0: just ask her (laughs) so taylor this has been so amazing thank you so much for being here i love i loved it this is awesome so let's tell everybody a little bit uh well a little bit a lot of it where they can find out more about you and your
1: business and services online and um hopefully work with you yeah, totally. So I'll just tell you what my sales funnel is. So I live on Instagram. That's my social media. The top of my sales funnel. If you're now that you're aware of me, you would go over there. So my Instagram is lteditorial, as in Lemon Tree Editorial. I share lots of copywriting tips um, and other things relevant to the wedding industry over there. And then if you are potentially interested in getting more tips from me, I have an email list. That's the middle of my marketing funnel. I send out monthly emails. You can sign up for that on. My website and my website is the bottom of my sales funnel. And if you're looking for, well, you know, what is an example of a website that is strategic and artistic? uh, Not to toot my own horn, but here I am. Like, go look at my website (laughs) and take some ideas. Don't steal the copy though, but take some ideas from what I have. So my website is lteditorial.com, lt as in lemon tree. So exactly. that's it. That's awesome.
0: And all this information is in the show notes. You guys can swipe Great. on up, click on the links and say hi to Taylor and let her know you listened to today's episode. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you for being here. This was so much fun. I hope you come back soon. Yeah. Thanks, you Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. Thank you to Taylor for being our wonderful guest today. It was so much fun chatting, and I loved having you as a guest. If you guys want to find out more about Taylor and her services, swipe on up, click on those show notes, and let her know you listened to today's episode. All right, you guys. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.